When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now, put your hands, claws, tentacles, and paws together for John 5 and the Creatures! Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, featuring special guest, Rob Zombie guitarist, John Five. I'd like to welcome to the program uh, John Five, guitarist uh, in the Rob Zombie Band. You're a solo artist. You've been with tons of other super interesting acts. Uh, John, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all right. Um, you know, one thing I, I wanted to kick off with, uh, I just found out actually prepping for this interview that the Knights and Satan Service Instagram page, which I've been following for at least a few months, is yours. That's right. It is mine. And... Um it's funny, I started it, let's see, I started it January 1st, 2018. So okay. right when, you know, that New Year's Day, and I had this plan to do this. And I just was like, you know, I had this big plan. And every day, it doesn't matter where I am in the world, every <laughs> day, I will post something. So that means when I go on tour, I have to take, I have to calculate how long I'm going to be gone. I have to take all the pictures and stuff. But it's a really fun hobby, and it also gives people like yourself like a little, you know, blast from the past. You might have said, "Oh, I have, the, I had this when I was a kid," or "I remember this," and that's what it's all about. It's about you know fun and nostalgia and and things like that, and people really enjoy it. How long have you been? I mean, this is your personal collection, correct? Yes. How long? And, uh, how long you been doing that? Uh, forever, as long as I can remember. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's fun. It's just uh, something fun and, you know, gives a little education on things, too. Like, oh, did you know there's two of these or different mm-hmm. colors of these? Or, you know, the Kiss dolls they made in Montreal and French and, you know, things like that. Just fun things like that. 
it, it really is. I mean, it's amazing. It's it, it, you you have some really obscure stuff on there. Um, like I I think I actually first I, I got into Kiss in 1977. I think I I actually started collecting. I don't know once I basically had time and money. And the first thing I had to do was get get all the albums. You know what I mean? Uh, get get good copies with all the inserts and. And you know, chasing that down, it's, it was a lot of fun to to do over the years. But and I thought I had a pretty decent collection, you know. But it, you have some. I mean, the just recently you were kind of going through all these promo things. That it's like, where do you even get this stuff? You know, it's it's through people and friends and eBay and things like that. It's it's hard, but it's um, it makes it fun because it's the thrill of the hunt, like the old saying goes. Um, it really is the thrill of the hunt, and you get so excited when something like this comes up. A, a decent amount of stuff is from Australia, too. Did you, like, do a tour down there and hit up a bunch of antique stores or something? Well, what's funny about that, KISS was massive in Australia in 1980. Huge. And they were kind of uh, veering off a little bit here in America, so... They went to Australia where they were just completely massive and uh, they released so much inner um, merchandise in um, 1980. I mean, everything, beach towels and, <laughs> uh, you know, masks and, and uh, you know, marionettes and all this stuff. And it was so interesting. Like they just flooded the market at that time. But how do you get your hands on it? I mean, uh, is that just back uh, to the eBay thing, or were you yeah, actually eBay, down there shopping? Or no, eBay. Sometimes when I'm there, I'll pick stuff up. Yeah, and it's uh, it's so cool. You know, I, I really, really enjoy it. it, and it's a fun hobby because I work so hard. I work so, so, so hard, and it's just uh, a fun hobby. And that's why people have hobbies. Is it's very important to have a hobby if you can find one you really enjoy because it does relieve a lot of stress. Mm, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I, I, obviously I don't, I don't have much of a disagreement there being that I've, I've wasted a lot of my time and well, I wouldn't say wasted, but that's the time and money, you know, chasing down certain items with kiss. Um, I don't, I don't what, what's your favorite item? Yeah. Do you have anything or a couple that, that really stick out for you? Um, well, they made some, underwear in australia that is so so rare i mean it's just really super rare uh that might be or they also made these shorts here in uh in america and jc penny they did a line with this clothing company called image and they released all this clothes these kids clothes in 1978 and uh the shorts are one of the rarest pieces so um You'll see it. It's up on my... Yeah, I saw that one on the Instagram page recently. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah just unbelievably rare. So it's it's fun. How big of... I mean, have you basically... Did you get into Kiss back then, I assume? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. Do you yep. still have stuff from like when you were a kid? Yes, I do. Yeah, my parents and, uh, suck. They, they mean, basically, I don't have it because of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have that same story, but... Yeah. Um, you know, it's out there. It's definitely out there. Yeah. Uh, what about what? What don't you have? Anything you've been chasing? Oh, there's tons. Yeah, there's tons. I mean, they were they did so much. So, um, there, yeah, there's a lot. There's uh, a lot. Does have you ever been in Gene's little room that I've seen on Family Jewels? Like, 
Oh yeah, it's not little either. It's, okay. It's, well, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a very large room. So, uh, oh yeah, I've been there a bunch of times. He's got, uh, of course, great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, do you have like how is your collection? Do you have like a Kiss room set up, or is it just kind of boxed? Or um, I do. I have this. I have this office, but you know, it's <laughs> it's gonna be. Uh, I have to move it all. I have this really large garage. Okay. And, you know, clearing out the garage, that's not a big deal, you know, because I need the space, you know, I need the space, <laughs> I need the space. But the hard part is the temperature control. You have to keep it a certain temperature or there's going to be problems with this stuff. So um, I need to, you know, most garages, some are insulated, some are not. Right. Mine is Mine is not. So... I have to insulate it and I have to have this whole system put in, you know, because, you know, I have to do it because I don't have space for the uh, other stuff. And I don't want to put it in other parts of the house, obviously, but I have it in one room right now. But I am eventually moving it to the to the garage and making it really super nice. You've uh, played on both Paul and Ace albums. Do you consider yourself part of your Kiss collection? (laughs) no, it's just, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're my buddies, and I'm really close with Peter. I talk to Peter, you know, a couple times a week, and I talk to Ace, you know, about once a week. And so, uh, you know, it's they're, they're buddies, you know. They're just really, they're good friends. And sometimes I forget, you know, oh, yeah, these are the guys from Kiss, you know. I, but I, because they're just friends, you know. Yeah, it's got to be mind-blowing to a certain extent how to think back. And- yeah. Um, I just I just tell him don't go in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll think I'm like some kind of like you know serial killer, and I'll lock him in there or something. Uh, do Do you have any of their uh, images tattooed on you anywhere? No, okay. no, no. Um, <laughs> that might be a little <laughs> off putting, but uh, well, you know, we do have listeners that that in, that are, are Kiss fans. I know we we've done some Kiss related. Uh, episodes. So yeah, the, the it's an Instagram page called Knights in Satan's Service. It's really easy to find. And honestly, if you're a collector of any interest, it's it's going to blow your mind. Some really cool stuff. So uh, and, and it, it's funny because there's so many people that have these kind of, you know, that have these collective soul. Like Kirk Hammett, he loves all the monster stuff, and you know, there's so many people that really love collecting a certain thing, and. Um, I think it's just such a, a, a great thing, and it's a great um, hobby to have. It's fun. No, yeah, right on. Uh, well, good for you, and thank you for sharing. Uh, Absolutely. You mind if I touch on some of the other artists? I know you got a new record coming out. Uh, we'll get into that for sure, but uh, it, you just had such a fascinating career. Is it okay if I ask about some of the people you've had a chance to work with? Absolutely, of course. Well, David LaRoth has got to be one of the, the most, I don't know, I mean, he's just an icon. Uh, yeah. But when you got to work with him, it was, you know, towards the later uh, period of his career. My, my, I, I guess my biggest, you know, question, at least something I'd be interested to know. I mean, is David LaRoth, David LaRoth 24-7? He just seems like that kind of guy. Uh, no, no. Dave is, he's super smart, super on top of it. You know, um, no, he's, you know, he'll tell jokes. He's got a great sense of humor. But he doesn't let anything slide. He's on top of everything and uh, very, very intuitive, super, super smart. 
Um, he loves just reading anything he can get his hands on. He loves education, and that's what's that's what's great about it. As far as uh, working with him as a musician, how musical is he? Does he does he know a lot of different instruments? How do, how does what's it like basically sitting down with him and he's like, I have an idea for a, a track. Um, he is he knows what he wants before it even happens. He uh, is like we'll sit down and he'll say, I want something like this, that, and the other thing. Um, but how can I explain it? He'll like, just explain it to me, but he knows how to play guitar and, and, um, let's see, it's very hard to explain how we'll go about it, but he'll say, give me something like this, maybe a little Doobie Brothers or a little Steely Uh Dan, but he doesn't like things. He doesn't like things. Um, uh basic if you will he doesn't like things um cookie cutter or things like that he doesn't like me just using regular chords he'll like me to use um you know things like that you know uh he'll like it a little out of the ordinary uh did he ever he had to give you some life advice over the the time working with him does Oh my God, all the time. Yeah, dude, I've learned so much from Dave, you know, and um, he's super knowledgeable. I mean, he's been doing this since, you know, 77, and uh, he's been famous since probably 78, and (laughs) he knows the road. He's paved it, you know, so he's... um, He's definitely an inspiring, inspiring person. That's for sure. Did you come in? Uh, what year was it? Like '98, if I have that right? Uh, I think I was. Yeah, like right around there, '97, '98. Yeah. Do you have any insight as to like did through him that of what was going on with Van Halen at the time? Because there was like a little bit of back and forth. We actually just talked about on the show that uh, of that that period of Van Halen that you know he you know Sammy was out he was kind of going to be in and then you know next thing we know it's Gary Sharon was there any did you have any insight to that or was this after or was that before you would have been involved well no I was around Dave all the time so it was around the Van Halen 3 I think album okay yeah and um we just kind of wanted to make a kick-ass heavy rock record um kind of like the old Van Halen. Uh, he, he always described, he said, because we did our record live, and he said, we're going to do it just like, you know, Van Halen did back in the day. We're going to do it live. And he wanted everything like that, you know, just mm-hmm. really live sounding and um, not a o- lot of overdubs and just, you know, hit it hard in the studio like that, which okay. was really cool. Um, well, another icon you worked with was Rob Halford on a record that I actually adore quite a bit, and that's the two uh, Voyeurs album. Yeah, you know, it's funny. People love that record. and But here's the thing. Like I've said before, there's a rock, like, guitar version of that record. You know, there's a, a lot of that is um, keyboard and stuff like that, and there was Trent Reznor and um, was helping out with that record. They took a lot of the guitars out, but there is a guitar record out there, a guitar version of Voyeurs. But here's the thing about that record. You cannot, like, a good song is a good song. Right. It doesn't matter what instruments are on there. And that is a, a really great record, and I'm super proud of it. Yeah, I, I, it didn't get a, a, a real strong shake, but 
I, I, I still listen to it from time to time. Um, I actually was, uh, I, I don't know how much touring you guys did. I saw you, um, in Somerset, Wisconsin at a radio festival on Memorial yeah, Weekend. A lot of people saw that show. <laughs> yeah. There was like 25,000 of us there, I think. So you awesome. you remember it? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great, great, great show. That mm-hmm. was a great show, and it was an awesome time. Uh, did you see me? I was over on the right side waving the entire time. I thought that was you yeah, when you okay. called. <laughs> your voice sounds familiar. I can hear your hands waving. Yeah, uh, exactly. No, it was great. Yeah, you guys did like a little quick 40-minute set like everybody that day for the most part. Um you know, weather was decent. I don't know what to say. I, I, I was it meant to be short lived, or was there like was it just going to be let's just try this and see what happens? Um, we were no, we were rocking. Everything was going great. We're um, killing it. And then uh, I think I messed it up. I think I uh, joined Marilyn Manson, oh. and uh, <laughs> okay. and that's how that's how that all went 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 going on. You know, I just uh, I joined Manson, and then. Uh, that was it. I became John Five, if you will. Sure. Yeah. Now, did he coin the name, or? Uh, yeah, actually, he did. He said, "I'm going to do everything with numbers, and your name's going to be John Five. And I was like, "Awesome!" You know. So yeah, he, uh, yeah, he coined the name, and uh, it's. Uh, I kept it, and I love the name, and uh, you know, we're uh, and we've been. We did that last tour the last summer, the Twins of Evil. So it was great to reconnect with them. I, I saw him every day. Yeah, know, okay. So, yeah. so no bad blood. Minor, if I recall right, it wasn't exactly the, the cleanest of breaks between the two of you? No, it was fine. Okay. You know, it, was, uh, it was no bad blood at all. I mean, we've been friends forever. It was, it's funny, just people see that... Um, the bad stuff but yeah that only lasted a little while yeah there was no we've been friends forever um you're you you're you're sober right i mean you never really did drank or did drugs if no i never did any was it i manson has in his band had a reputation that was the opposite of that was that difficult at all or have you been in situations being in bands because that stuff's around is it is it hard if you're you're around a lot of it no it's not hard like it's just you know, you choose not to do it. Just like if you, you know, don't like uh, eating a certain food or doing something, <laughs> you, know, you just don't do it. You know, it's, yeah. I, but if somebody likes McDonald's and you don't, that they're not going to knock on your door at three a.m. and want to talk. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's a little it's, different. It's, yeah, it's it's not it's not. I've never had a problem. Okay. It, you know? <laughs> well, I'm just sometimes being the sober guy around drunks can be a little annoying. Is all I was going for there, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it was New Year's Eve every night, you know? And okay. You don't, to, you don't have to be wasted. You could still be at the New Year's Eve party. All right. That's, no, nah, I can live with that one. Uh, what about Paul Stanley? How much work did you do with him in the Live to Win uh, on the record? Um, just, you know, I, I did, uh, a, a few songs and, you know, I've known Paul for a long time and great, great songwriter, great everything i mean that's you know one of my heroes yeah. so uh it was it was weird and you know i was writing with him and playing guitar and doing all this stuff but what was so weird that i remember so vividly and i don't know why is that we were doing like you know after you do a song you do like little overdub like uh-huh. you know hand claps or or shakers or something like that and i was doing that with him uh, around the mic and i was like 
whoa, this is so weird. But I don't know why I remember that so vividly. <laughs> and so many other rad things were happening, like guitar solos and this and, you know, but yeah, we were doing like little hand claps and and little production stuff. And I was like, oh, this is so rad. <laughs> that um, that record is really good, I think. I, I, yeah, not- it's a great record. Um, I mean, Paul, Paul's a great songwriter. He's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I'll ask you this kind of as a KISS fan. Uh, I saw that tour, and I thought it was amazing. And just for my preference, I would have rather seen more of that than than, than to, to go see KISS live again. Now, I'd, I'd seen KISS you know, plenty of times by that point in my life, so it's easy for me to say I've got my KISS. I'd rather see kind of Paul go out with a great band and, and dig deep. And, you know, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, Paul has done plenty of tours like that. Mm-hmm. He did this great tour in 89, this phenomenal tour where he did his solo records, some other Kiss songs. Um, he's done a bunch of really cool stuff. He just He's doing his Soul Station thing, mm-hmm. and he toured his Live to Win record. So he's done quite a bit. Yeah, but it would I've, look for, just for my money. I would have liked to seen more, like do another record and, and tour again. You know, I would like to seen Gene do do stuff like that too. Although Gene just kind of fired up a solo tour, which uh, I think appeased a lot of us. Yeah, well, you know, who knows what what will happen, and uh, we nobody can predict the future. But um, you know, those those guys are are musicians and they're artists, so you know, I think who knows what will happen. Sure. All right. Well, um, you've been with Rob for quite a long time. Um, how did you initially get hooked up with him? I was, uh, let's see, we were doing this benefit for the tsunami um, survivors and victims. And um, Dave Navarro said, well, here's who's going to play at the, the benefit. And I said, I would love to play with Rob Zombie. I'm such a huge fan. And so he made that happen. And uh, I said, hey, if you ever need a guitar player, let me know. And uh, one thing left to a, led to another, and I've been in the band since 2005. Yeah, I mean, uh, and he's got a new record coming out as well, does, doesn't he? Yeah, we just finished, and uh, it's mixed, mastered, and ready to go. I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's a heavy zombie hooky you know great rob zombie record which i'm a fan of you know i'm a fan of rob zombie before i got in the band and uh this record is really really great it's heavy and it's hooky and it's uh, got all the elements to a badass zombie record killer yeah i actually uh, in that same place i saw two i just saw you and rob zombie i want to say maybe two summers ago at northern invasion oh cool um, but, uh, yeah, you guys are great. John that's five right. invasion. You have, uh, that's the name of the new album coming out. Is there a release date yet? Uh, July, July. Okay. Uh, you, you're, t- you're kind of, are, are real quick. Any concerns that Vinnie Vincent's going to sue you for calling it invasion? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is there, is there Vinnie Vincent invasion? Well, uh, he likes to sue people. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, invasions out there. No, I so know. I, yeah. I don't think you can sue over a title anyway, but that was just a joke. Um, 
No, the, you, you got the, the video for Zoinks out, and uh, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a really cool video. People should check it out if they haven't. Uh, my understanding is that you're going to be teasing quite a few of the uh, video uh, leading up to the album release. Is that right? Yes, I have another video coming out on the 1st of February called Crank It, um, and it kind of goes into another song called Living With Ghosts, and it's uh, completely different from Zoinks. It's uh, like an acid trip and really crazy, real decadent and, you know, boobs and guitar <laughs> solos, acid and all sort of weird, cool stuff. So it's... Uh, it's a trip, and that comes out February first. Is everything's instrumental? Is kind of the norm? Yes, yes, yes. I did take a little line, because um, a little line from my Apple uh, Translate. You know, if you type in a word, it will say it back, and it said "crank it," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And so I put that line in the uh, in the song, so it, it just goes crank it, you know. But it's from the <laughs> Apple, from my laptop. It's really cool. Uh, do, you, do you have your your own little studio recording, or how do you put it all together? Um, I I don't because I would be um, I would be always in the studio so, because I'm always playing guitar. I was just playing guitar before I picked the phone with you. So if I had a studio in my house. It, it would be really, really bad. I, I don't think I would leave it. So um, I made it a point not to. So I just go to the studio. Okay. So makes it easier. Is there one you like or just wherever you're at? Um, I am addicted to this place called the Riot House, and it's my producer's place, um, Barry Pointer. And it's called the Riot House, and it's awesome. It's in North Hollywood. It's just a killer place. It's comfortable and it sounds amazing. Do you basically have the album written before you go in, or do you kind of piece it together as you go? Um, I have like, I'd say like eighty percent of it. So um, it's in my head, eighty percent of it. But I haven't recorded anything. So what I'll do is I'll go song by song and like like a fighter, I'll train, 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 and be totally prepared when I go in the studio. So I just only do a couple takes. Uh, how long? Well, I got a question about your musical style a little bit. You started playing, I assume very young. Yeah. It's seven. Oh, geez. How was it hard finding a guitar to fit your hands? <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. My left hand is actually a lot larger than my right hand. Huh. It's, it's very weird. Cause I would stretch my, the palm of my hand so much it's not really your fingers that stretch it's your palm and my palm is way larger than my hand is way larger than my right hand well, that's kind of fortuitous it's weird right yeah um you know a, a lot of guys can get really good but they have a it's developing their own sound that kind of gets to be hard when do you think you kind of basically it was clear that you kind of had your own thing going as you know because you're an amazing guitar player, but yet at the same time, when, when I hear you're playing, I can tell it's you. Yeah, I think that's that's the the cool thing about things is you have to, like I remember I would read interviews with guitar players, and they, they would always say you have to have your own style. You have to have your own style, your own style. And um, I never really understood, and I just, um, but later in the years, I understood what that meant. So, uh it was, you know, it just happens kind of. It's really hard to explain. It's like 
trying to describe the color blue or something like that. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it just kind of happens, your own sound and your own style. But it was clear to you at a certain point, like, I've kind of hit that point now? Uh, I hope so, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I just do what I do. I love doing country stuff. I love playing crazy guitar, and uh, I hope people enjoy it. Yeah, the weird thing is I've actually, you know, heard a, a decent number of interviews with you over the years, and it, it's you, your playing almost sounds like your personality to a certain extent. I don't know that I would describe other players that way. Um, I, I don't know if that sounds like a compliment or not, but it was intended as one. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, you yeah, you're just, very colorful, uh, you know what I mean? And you have a lot of interests, and, and you're positive, and that kind of comes across in your music. Well, thank you, yeah. it's. I just love to... Uh, I love playing. I don't do it for anything else except for the love of the music and the love of the guitar. Who would have been the first band to get you into music then? I would say it was a TV show. It was that Hee Haw show. <laughs> that was, That's that weird. That was probably the very first thing that got me into it. Um, you know, Jakey e. Lee told me almost the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I talked to him just after Roy Clark died. And he brought up Roy Clark as one of the guys that like got him kind of going. Yeah, that's what got me going was uh, Hee Haw. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Cool. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, because um, that was my whole world. You know, TV was everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. That, that doesn't surprise me too much. Uh, let's talk about the new record, though. What? Uh, what? Uh, besides Zoinks, the other song you mentioned. What kind of stuff can we expect when it comes out? Oh my God, it's it's totally it's totally insane. It's like uh, it's a little bit of everything. There's there's heavy rock, there's hardcore bluegrass, there is um, you know there's a mandolin song. It's just mandolin, hmm. and uh, there is kind of like a you know like what DJs do, like that. You know when you go to a rave or something, there's that kind of music too but like we're shredding guitars and i try to do everything super pokey and things like that make it interesting for people so um it's by far my favorite record i can't wait for people to hear it and the the next video after this one february 1st which will be march 1st will be a part two of zoinks that <laughs> is another animated um video and my animator is incredible he's he does the um animation for frozen and wreck it ralph and stuff at, at disney wow uh how did how did that connection come about he uh reached out to me you know he was like hey i'm a big fan i'm a you know i work at disney and i just want to say you know big fan of all this stuff and i was like wait a minute wait a minute i love you know, i always wanted to do a scooby-doo-esque type video and uh he was like, "Well, I'm your guy. You know, that's what I that's what I do. I animate." So uh, it was a a great connection. So whenever people come up to me and they talk to me, and they say, "Hey, you know, I do this or do that," I always listen. You know, I'll put mm -hmm. you to work. Oh, <laughs> amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what kind of gear do you? I mean, you you, you must have a ton of gear. Oh. I mean, you use so many different uh, shapes and colors in your sound. Um, for your guitar, you, do you have like just almost everything out there and pull it when you need it? Um, I have a lot of stuff, but I try not to use too many effects. I just try to keep it guitar 
an amp because I never want to be in a situation where I can't just jump on stage and play. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, oh, I need this amp or I need that amp or I need this pedal. I need that pedal. I just, I just want to be um, able to just jump on stage wherever, whenever, and just know I'm going to be okay. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. uh, that's, uh, so I don't really have, I try not to use that many effects. And um, so, you know, cause I don't want to be limited. I just want to try to do everything with my hands. That's cool. Um, well, you, you, there's an extensive list of tour dates out that you can find on, on, on your website. Uh, what uh, what can we expect if we make make it out to one of your shows with John Five and the Creatures? Right. Oh my God! It's uh, it's definitely something you'll never see before. It's kind of like a, it's like um, you know, just like an instrumental Alice Cooper show. There's monsters that come out. It takes you through all sorts of different kinds of music. So many different things are are happening and it's so exciting it's just really an exciting show people love it you know and there's and that's i'm so happy that people love it because it is a hard sell it's instrumental music Mm -hmm. it's it's a tough sell but people really enjoy it thank god and it's all john five solo music or do you throw anything else in there uh we do a very long medley like like it's something like 30 something riffs or something like that and it's like 10 minutes of music and it's so difficult i mean to remember everything it's really cool <laughs> like an instrumental version of beat it or enter sandman or something like sure. that so it's a lot of fun did you happen to see that dave Grohl project play and how that was put together which one? It, no, he, it's a it's a Dave Grohl solo. He just called it play, and it's like a twenty four minute instrumental that he recorded every instrument in one take, is my understanding. And he used oh, like no. three drum kits, and like yeah, he, so he had to remember the drums, and he go from one kit to another. He wrote the song, so it had like this little kind of extended break where he could hop from one song to, to the one kit to the other. Yeah, oh, there, how there, cool. there's a video of it if you want. I mean, if you're interested in anyway, it, I. It's kind of in the vein of what you're talking about, you know, um, where it's just 24 minutes of just changes. So. Oh, man, I'll check that out. It's probably on YouTube. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Well, with that, John, anything else you'd like to, to plug before I let you go here? That's it. Just check out the, uh, the upcoming album and tour. The tour is going to be, you know, we're going everywhere. So yeah. we're, uh, just check the tour dates and, you know, come watch a show. And I saw Zombies already announced for a bunch of festivals this summer, so you'll be out doing that again? Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, John, it's been a pleasure. I'm a big fan. Um, it's always it's always cool to talk to a Kiss collector, too, because uh, I can nerd out a little bit. Uh, I probably could have gone a lot further on that, but maybe for the listener's benefit, I didn't. No, it's wonderful. And, yeah, check out that Instagram. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. If you're a Kiss fan and you're not looking at that, you're missing out. So. <laughs> Well, thank you, buddy. Yeah, best of luck with the record, and thanks for joining the show. Take care.
Where, you, where am I talking to you from? Uh, I'm in L.A. All right, on. Yeah, I'm in Minnesota, if it matters to you at all. You know, I've been all over the world, but I really think the coldest place on Earth is is there. <laughs> it's so cold there, dude. It's ridiculous. Uh, come on. With classes in crisis communication, influence, and data presentation, Gonzaga University's online Master's in Communication and Leadership equips you with the tools you need to communicate clearly and encourage creativity in any industry. Concentrations in digital media, strategic communication, and global leadership allow you to customize your degree. Visit gonzaga.edu slash communication and learn why a master's degree from Gonzaga can help you take your career to the next level. That's gonzaga.edu slash communication. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.